That's why I told him, don't come until we fight. Like, I don't want you back until you know you're ready, bro. Like, that's the same thing with me. He didn't tell me that, but in my mind, I said, I'm going to be back when you want me to be there and be ready. You know what I'm saying? It's just about being your healthiest. That is Jamar Chase with the bigger picture in mind as his quarterback Joe Burrow returned to practice on Wednesday for the Cincinnati Bengals. Hello everyone and welcome to the Advantage Relaunch. I'm your host Evan Edmiston and here at the Advantage we got you covered. All things football, basketball, collegiate, professional, you name it. And we are just seven days away from the kickoff of the NFL season and here at the advantage we got you covered we're gonna get you ready we're gonna preview each division day by day starting today with the AFC North now in my humble opinion I believe the AFC North is the best division in football I just reviewed each team's roster yesterday and let me tell you not a single team in this division has a bad roster the weakest links in this division Pittsburgh, Cleveland, those teams could genuinely win the NFC South, potentially the NFC North. Unfortunately, though, they're in the AFC North, where things get a whole lot tougher when you throw in Cincinnati and Baltimore in the mix. So, we are going to divide the division into four separate categories. The likely winner, the team that's most likely to surprise, the team that's most likely to disappoint, and the absolute wild card. And by the absolute wild card, I mean this team could miss the playoffs by three games, or I wouldn't be entirely shocked if they win the division. So that's how we're going to categorize these four teams. So let's just jump right into it. Let's start with the likely winner of this division. And unfortunately, there are going to be no surprises for me on this one. The Cincinnati Bengals are the most likely to win this division. You look at the quarterback position, it's an A. You look at the wide receiving core, it's an A+. It's the best in the NFL. You know, you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Oh, and if none of that works, you can just hand it off to Joe Mixon or check it down to him because they have a B-plus running back. Now, I understand their offensive line is probably a B-minus, and Irv Smith Jr. does not move me at the tight end position, but... Defensively, Cincinnati is very underrated. Lou Anarumo is the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. There's a saying, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And the best quarterback, heck, player in the NFL right now is Patrick Mahomes. And Lou Anarumo is the only one who has stifled him each time they've played. He held them to 20 points in the AFC Championship game this past season. In 2021, he completely shut him out in the second half of the AFC Championship game. And he's kind of held him in check in the two other regular season games that they've played. Lou Anarumo has a plan for Patrick Mahomes, and he does it without having a premier talent on the defense. Now, that being said... Cincinnati does have some pieces on the defense. Trey Hendrickson, I would love that guy on my team. DJ Reader, one of the most 
underrated defensive tackles in the NFL. Heck, the weak link of the defensive line is Sam Hubbard, and he's a fantastic role player. You got Logan Wilson in the linebacking core, and the secondary is full of nothing but young, energetic pups ready to make a play. So I have Cincinnati finishing at 12-5 and five this year. They will win the division, but it will not be easy. A key addition to this team is going to be Orlando Brown Jr. Now, Orlando Brown, he's a great run blocker. As a pass protector, there are some issues with him. But Cincinnati, they'll take all the help they can get on the offensive line. They just need to be healthy. They were pretty good, actually, last year from a stretch from November to probably December. They were really good as an offensive line, actually. They just fell apart once Love Collins got injured and other pieces on the offensive line. But if you have Orlando Brown as a mainstay and he's healthy, again, I don't love him as a pass protector, but he's an upgrade of, over what they had. A key loss for this team is going to be Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates in the secondary was a great safety, probably top five in the NFL. And they're going to feel that. They're going to have young guys, Daxton Hill, Jordan Battle back there. They're going to miss the veteran presence of Jesse Bates and the playmaking he provided. Now here's a player that you will know his name by season's end. Cornerback DJ Turner, rookie from Michigan. This guy has speed for days and a tenacity to play the cornerback position. He is not afraid to get physical. He is not afraid to get dirty. He's going to be perfect for Cincinnati and Luana Rumo. And it's just another piece to help slow down Patrick Mahomes. Now, the biggest story for Cincinnati this year, this is the last chance for them to get a cheap ring. This is Joe Burrow has not signed his likely mega deal yet, but you look up on who's due, Jamar Chase is due, T. Higgins is due. This might be the last year where you can win a Super Bowl with those three on the cheap. So that is the biggest storyline for Cincinnati this year. Now moving on to the team that I believe is most likely to surprise people in the NFL this year. And that's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, they are the team that I believe will give Cincinnati absolutely everything they can handle. I'll still give Cincinnati the slight edge. I trust them more. There's more of a continuity there. But my goodness, you look at Baltimore's roster. There's a lot of A's. Quarterback, A-. Tight end, A. Offensive line, A-. Linebacking core, A. Safeties, A. Special teams, A. In fact, when you really look at the roster, there's only one position that scares you. Unfortunately, it's a pretty big position in the NFL, and that's their defensive line. There's no one on Baltimore that's even really on the Trey Hendrickson level or echelon of players. You know, there's really no one that can make an impact. That's why they signed Jadeveon Clowney. But there's going to be a big year for Lamar Jackson. He's going to be motivated. He's, I've heard from camp that he's having fun, that he's kind of re-energized, he's you know, he's feeling great about the new deal, and he's feeling great about his new teammates because this is the best 
arsenal of weapons Lamar Jackson has ever had to work with. You got Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, though, the rookie out of Boston College, who is my pick. I'll just tell you this right now. He is my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then you have Rashad Bateman as the three. Listen, Baltimore had Rashad Bateman as the one last year. Now he's the three? And I didn't even mention Mark Andrews. You also have J.K. Dobbins coming back from injury. And the offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. This Baltimore offense is ready to score points. And if we learned anything from last year, is that this Baltimore Ravens defense, once they added Roquan Smith, was the best in the NFL. Go look at the numbers. Pretty much in every major defensive category, Baltimore was first once Roquan Smith was added. And that's impressive. One important factor for Baltimore this year, though, will be coaching. They have a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, and from everything we've heard, he's going to incorporate the passing game like we've never seen in the Charm City. So when you incorporate all of that, I have the Baltimore Ravens finishing 12-5. and five. And they're only going to be second to Cincinnati due to a lesser divisional record. The key addition of this team, Zay Flowers, man. This guy has juice. He has, he, they call him joystick. He's a jitterbug. He catches the ball. He has the ability to take a slant five yards, 70 yards to the house. He's that type of player. And he's going to be an absolute difference maker for Lamar Jackson. A key loss for this team, though, is Marcus Peters. And the fact that Marlon Humphrey is going to miss the beginning of the season does worry me a little bit because they are very inexperienced at the corner position. I like me some Jalen Armour Davis, but he's unproven at the moment. And that's going to be a little bit of a concern, at least until Marlon Humphrey comes back, because that second, corner, that second cornerback spot is open. Marlon Humphrey, he has the first when he comes back, but the second is wide open, and that void is left because of Marcus Peters. Now, the, t the name you will know by the end of this season, it's going to be David Ojabo. He was going to be a first-round pick. If it weren't for an Achilles injury, everything was lined up for him. Obviously, he suffered the Achilles injury. He pretty much missed all of his rookie year. He played last year, but it was more to get up to speed of things. I still think he has potential and talent to be one of the difference makers for this Baltimore defense, and I think you're going to know his name by season's end. And the biggest story for the Baltimore Ravens, it's going to be the new passing game under Todd Munkin. This is what Lamar Jackson wanted. He wanted weapons. He wanted the Ravens to make a play. And he wanted to get a new deal. He's going to be in the pocket now. He's not going to be running as much. Of course, you have to incorporate Lamar Jackson's running ability, but it's not going to be like what we saw under Greg Roman. It's going to be a much more mature offense that way. And I can't wait to see it in Baltimore because I really think it has the ability to put up fireworks this year. So we move on to the team that is most likely to disappoint. And unfortunately, that's going to be the Cleveland Browns. Let me start, though, and say that this roster is good. It's very good. I feel, I honestly feel bad saying that they are the most likely to disappoint in this division. It's a matter of circumstance, 
and obviously one big question mark at the quarterback position. Him aside, though, this roster is great. And Kevin Stefanski is a grown-up. He's a good coach. Unfortunately, the schedule's really hard, and you don't know what you have under center. So, I look at this team, though, not a single position besides safety is under a B-. minus. Literally. Quarterback, we know the talent of Deshaun Watson. We know he can elevate himself to an A. Obviously, what we saw last year was definitely not an A. So, what's this? Play it safe and call him a B. But then you have one of the best running backs in the NFL. I would argue top two in Nick Chubb. And now you throw in a receiving core that's not that bad when you look at it. Amari Cooper... Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cedric Tillman, he's a guy to watch out for. That's not bad. And you throw in David Njoku, who has supreme talent. It's a lot to work with with Deshaun Watson. Oh, and by the way, it's one of the three best offensive lines in football. So you incorporate all that with a defense that's pretty good. Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith. They just signed Shelby Harris. I can't believe he went unwanted. Got Jeremiah Wosu Koromora in the linebacking core. Very good cornerback room with Greg Newsom, Tenzel Ward, and Martin Emerson. I mean, there was a lot to like about Cleveland. Unfortunately, we don't know what we're going to get with Deshaun Watson. He's a box of chocolates right now. He could be back to top five form, or he could slip into below the Kirk Cousins category. It is a complete variable, and that's why I just can't put any faith or stock into Cleveland. Not to mention, the schedule, well, that's kind of tough here. They got some tough games on the schedule. And that's why, at the moment, I have Cleveland finishing 9-8. and eight. This could change... Mid-season, once I see how Deshaun Watson is looking. But going into this blind, not knowing what he's going to look like, I'm going to have to go with 9-8 and eight here. The key addition for this team is Elijah Moore, though. He is going to show the Jets what they were missing out on. He is going to excel in Cleveland. He's been turning heads in camp. I can already see Kevin Stefanski incorporating him in a number of ways, and it's going to be fun to watch. Now, there, weren't real, there were not really any key losses for this team. I mean, I guess they lost to Devion Clowney. But, yeah, no one really left in free agency. It's largely the same roster from last year. It's just an, an unfortunate matter of circumstances for Cleveland. Now, I will say, a guy who you will know by the end of the season, I mentioned him earlier, Martin Emerson Jr. He was one of the best rookie cornerbacks last year, and no one was really talking about him. And he's Cleveland's third corner on the depth chart? Gosh, I really feel bad, because I really like this roster. I would definitely predict them to win the NFC South. I would even feel pretty good about them winning the NFC North. But here in the AFC, here in the AFC North, I cannot not know what your quarterback position is going to be. There cannot be any unknowns 
at the QB position. And that's why the biggest story for Cleveland this year is who is Deshaun Watson as a quarterback in 2023? Keep in mind, as a quarterback. Finally, the last team on here, the last category, and it's fitting that this team is in this category because I never, ever know what I'm going to get with this team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously you probably figured that out by process of elimination. They're going to be the wild card. Pittsburgh, you can tell me they're going to go 8-9 and nine and miss the playoffs. Eh, wouldn't be too shocked. The AFC's loaded. You could tell me they're going to be 11-6. and six. And now, actually, I would be surprised if they win this division. But I would not be surprised at all if they made the playoffs. Not at all. The roster, I will say, is clearly the worst in the division. The offensive line is still a concern. I really like the signing of Isaac Suomalo. Outside of that, though, I mean, Broderick Jones, according to the current depth chart, he's not even starting right now. And to me, that's a little bit of a concern for Pittsburgh, as it has been for the past couple of years. Also, if you look at the linebacking core, I'm not talking about the edge rushers, by the way. I'm not talking about TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, because we know they're great. But just the linebackers, you got Cole Holcomb. Eh, he's, not really, he's not really moving the dial for me there. And the cornerback position, you got unproven Joey Porter out there, Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson. Pat Pete was good last year, but eh, again, not really doing it for me. However, they do have Minka Fitzpatrick, and they do have T.J. Watt. Cam Hayward is still good. Alex Highsmith is very good, too. And most importantly of all, they have Mike Tomlin. Now, he's not the best coach in the NFL, but he is top three. Absolutely, he's top three. There's a reason why this man has never had a losing record in the NFL. Mike Tomlin is always going to make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. But when I look at this offense, I don't really think it's chicken you-know-what. I think it's pretty good, actually. Let's look at the receiving core. you got George Pickens, who's been a monster in the preseason. He, you saw plenty of flashes from him last year. I think we all know he's going to be great. Pittsburgh always finds great receivers like him. you got Deontay Johnson. Very solid. Allen Robinson, he's going to have a redemption type year. And especially not as pressured as he was on the Rams where he was the number two, but they really wanted him to be like the Odell. For him, it's, he's walking in here with very limited expectations. And then at the running back position, look, say what you want about Najee Harris. He still gets the job done. And if you don't like him, okay. Jalen Warren... He's looking like a budding star here for Pittsburgh. And then you throw that on top of Pat Fryermuth. It's they are these are weapons for Kenny Pickett to work with. And it looked like, based on every measure, that Kenny Pickett is gonna take a little bit of a step up this year. He looked fantastic in the preseason. It is the preseason. Don't get me wrong. But he did look pretty darn good. So Pittsburgh, despite them being the wild card, I do have them at 10-7. and seven. Does that mean playoffs? Uh, you'll have to find out when we do our playoff predictions. But they do finish 10-7. and seven. The key addition to this team, 
Isaac Suomalu, we all know that. He's going to be great for them. A key loss, Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton is going to be pretty hard to replace, especially considering that their cornerback room is kind of thin. Now, the name you will know by the end of the season, I mentioned him before, Jalen Warren. If Najee Harris doesn't do it for you, it's okay. They got Jalen Warren. And Jalen Warren broke off a crazy long touchdown run in the preseason. Let's see what he does in the regular season, especially considering that Pittsburgh never likes to give second contracts to running backs. And the biggest storyline for the Steelers this year, will Kenny Pickett make the jump? And when I mean by make the jump, will he be considered a franchise quarterback by the end of this season? Time will tell. And that's all the time we have here on The Advantage. We'll be back tomorrow previewing the NFC North, which I think is a very compelling division. Until then, I'm Evan Edmiston, and this has been The Advantage.